Weekly Playtime with Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so hi, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Devin. How are you? I'm I'm good. A little this week was a little um stressful and hectic and I got some things thrown at me, but I prevailed, but my brain is dead. Like you I have succeeded. Think. Yeah, but whoo, it was rough. So uh I don't expect any great thoughts out of me today. <laughs> I'll tell great you that. revelations. Yeah. Uh, but I was hoping for the secret to life and universe and everything. That was what oh. I was coming here for. Well, I guess we'll have to <laughs> delay that until next week. Ah, uh, well, okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fine. Um, what are you drinking? I am drinking, believe it or not, a Sam Adams Boston Lager. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm yeah. about to say that's um that's that I never would have guessed that that was what you were drinking. <laughs> Oh, never, in a ever. million years. But <laughs> so a little backstory. Um, yeah, we just decided that we, we or we needed to restock our beer, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so James was like, yeah, get me get me a lager. I just wanted like easy drinking beer. And I was like, okay, sure. So I'm looking, I'm looking and freaking up here. Let me tell you, every <laughs> beer is an IPA. Yeah. Every single beer. So I was in uh, one of those beer coolers and... Literally, the only lager options were Sam Adams Boston Lager. Now, this doesn't count like, um, I guess I could, I don't know if like Budweiser or is that an ale? I don't know. But like, I didn't look at like it's the a Pilsner, domestic, like I think. The, I think it's a Pilsner. 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 Okay, yeah. Pilsner. But I didn't look at like Bud Light or uh, Budweiser or any of those. So, right, you know, right. I, I will say that. But anyway, the only loggers were uh sam adams boston lager or there was a um dovetail brewery hellas lager and so i just picked up one of each and i was like well i guess this is what we're getting <laughs> so he's taking the dovetail hellas lager and i got the sam adams boston i lager. see you got one yes. beer no no it's a six-pack oh okay <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sorry. He doesn't care for Boston or for Sam Adams, and I didn't I that. see. Oh, yeah. okay. So I, I let him have the other sit pack. Six that was, that was, very, that was very uh, nice of you. That was very giving. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> You're a giver is what you are. I am a giver. You know me. Yep. So, um, what are you drinking? I'm just drinking water. Um, mostly because I have spent the entire week going out to lunches and... Mm-hmm. Drinking beers uh, in various places, <laughs> nice. Um, which has been very lovely. It's the it's my last week working from home, um, mm-hmm. and uh, so, and it's the first week that my kids have been back in school. So it was <laughs> like, well, what are we gonna do to like kind of commemorate, celebrate, whatever? So uh, Thomas and I just decided we were going to go out to different restaurants and try different places, and uh, drink lots of beer. So um, yeah. Uh, we've gone to Clinch River Brewery. We went to Schultzbrow oh. today. Um, oh, where did we go earlier in the week? We went someplace else. Oh, where was it? Uh, now I'm forgetting because it was like <laughs> Mondays and Tuesdays, nothing is open. It's really oh. very weird. Um, yeah. Things like don't open until, till Wednesday. So it was someplace we went downtown. Oh, we went to Chivo. That's what it was. Um, oh, for yes. lunch, which was also very good because they were open, mm-hmm. but a lot of the other places were not. Um, yeah. But anyway, so that's been, yeah, that's been our week. <laughs> <laughs> well, such a, nice. such a, yeah, I mean, it's been a hard, so hard, so hard. But, uh, and I was telling you this beforehand, but it's really funny because, um, like, I have been so productive this week. <laughs> yeah. Like, ridiculously productive. Um, Usually I make, like, I had a list of, let me just look here because it's, it's here in front of me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven projects I needed to complete this week. Um, mm-hmm. And I got six of them done. And usually, like, if you go back and look in my, my to-do list, I'm getting, mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe three or four done. Um, yeah. But I usually don't get almost all of them done. <laughs> wow. So I, uh, some feel pretty good. 
about life. Apparently, yeah. the, the key to my productivity is day drinking. <laughs> if only um, you had known that sooner. Exactly. Um, but I am, uh, now I'm just drinking water to try to, like, give my liver a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this might be the first time ever that um, I've been drinking and you've been drinking water. Because obviously, think, yeah. Yeah. We did. We both didn't drink during dry January, but outside of that, I don't think <laughs> this has think, ever happened. I don't think so either, because usually, sometimes you're not drinking, yeah. and uh, and I am, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and usually I'm always drinking unless it's dry January. Uh, right. But yeah, I am. I am not. I'm gonna have to um, go and let my dog into the room okay. because she is knocking at my door and whining and i'm afraid she's gonna Aww. wake up a kid so hold on okay. just one second and i'm gonna yep. do that but i'll be right back <laughs> so far away lucy you knocked on the door get your bed in here <laughs> yeah now she knocked and didn't actually want to come in Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's funny because she did all that, and then I guess Thomas came upstairs and started eating, and then she was, like, following him. I'm Never like, mind. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> She's poor Lucy. She's had a hard time adjusting to the girls not being here all day. Oh, yeah. She's been so sad. So yeah. sad. She just, the first part of the week, she just sat around and was depressed all day. No. <laughs> Um, and right now she's wanting to play. Like she's looking at me and she's, her tail's wagging and she's like, play with me. And I'm like, I can't play with you right now. It's the middle of the night. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's all the energy to burn. Right. Exactly. So it's a, it is going to be an adjustment, I think for all of us as we go back into our uh, new routines. Yeah. <sighs> so that's okay. I head back to the office for three days this upcoming week. And then the week after that, I'm back full time. So, ah. Yeah, and the week after you're back full time, I go back full time as well. So yeah. it's coming up for me officially. Womp womp. Too, so yeah. Well, I say full time, but they're letting us do four days in the office, one day from home. Oh well, so that's permanent. good. Yeah. See, that yeah. would be nice. I would really like to have that option, but yeah. alas, no. Apparently no. not. But that's okay. Oh. They even that I think is okay. <laughs> I have to verify that they uh, changed it at my location, but I think they even changed our dress code to be, uh, it's called dress for your day, where if you uh, don't have to meet with a vendor or a customer, you don't have to dress up, you can wear jeans. So Yeah, uh, see, um, there, there are people who are trying to make that happen at our company. Um, yeah. Uh, and I just had a conversation with, with some of these people on, on a uh, meeting earlier today. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not going to happen. We're going to still have to. And I've outgrown all of my business clothes. Like, I wouldn't even care, except that um, I have gained a few pounds over the the quarantine. And um, now I think people are calling it, yeah, the quarantine 15 or the the quarantine quarantine 20 or whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, So, like, all of the clothes that I had prior to March of last year, don't necessarily fit at all. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to wear next week. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It'll be an interesting, it's an interesting transition, but that's okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the kids have been enjoying school, so that is good, even though Kai did get stung by uh, yellow jackets today. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Kai. <laughs> I know. Uh, but she's she I mean she was I guess kind of traumatized at school but at home she was fine so oh okay (laughs) well that's good uh I heard a thing I don't know what that was okay doesn't matter um so should we get into our topic (laughs) yes I think so I think this will probably be a um long topic so yeah yeah I figured there's a lot to say about it um yes so do you want to kick it off sure all right um so today's topic is friendships yay friendships. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
oh, man, yeah, I should have had some like Care Bear routine prepared. <laughs> oh, I really missed out. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, friendships. Friendship I think in general, what we kind of want to cover. Oh, friend what? bear. Is it friend bear? Friend bear. Oh, there's a fr- there's a friend bear. There's a friend bear. Yes. Okay. Even though I just looked it up, and that's like the new Care Bears, which doesn't count. It's got to be old uh, school. Yeah. Friend bear, old school. I'm going to look that up. What anyway, was the bear continue. with the rainbow on his tummy? That was, was cheer he? bear. That was cheer oh, bear. Cheer bear. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, yes. And I'm not exactly sure what kind of notes you got uh, going on, but I think in general, we kind of wanted to talk about um, what, is, what is a good friendship, or not good, but I guess like with with this day and age with social media there's so many quote unquote friends so what mm-hmm. kind of quantifies as a friendship and then also maybe talk a little bit if we have time talk about uh kind of making friends after what i feel like is like high school was probably you know right the end of high school it's hard to make friends so we can kind of get into that a little bit but sure yeah was, absolutely um in true stacy fashion i literally googled <laughs> what is a friend uh know to get that textbook uh definition and google's definition is a person whom one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affections typically exclusive of sexual or family relations so basically if you know them and but you're not fucking them yeah yeah. yeah, that's what i said if you know them um and you have mutual affection for each other but they're not your family or your sexual partner then that is (laughs) Your friend. Your friends. Oh, crap. I have no friends. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, so I think that. So, what do you call people who that you're. Never mind. It's fine. That's not important. Well, that's maybe your sexual partner. Sexual partners, but but there would be my yeah. friends too. I know that's what. I, yes, I actually have a problem with that because that insinuates that, for example, me and James are not actually friends. Right? You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I get it. He's my husband, but we can be friends too. You right? Know? Yes, exactly. So, yes. I'm I not mean, saying I, feel, I agree with that definition. Yeah, because I feel like you know, you almost have to be really best friends with your spouse, you know, yeah, for it to be absolutely. a good a good marriage but yes what do i know um, <laughs> again, and i don't have the exact quote but um and not that i'm in any way promoting bridgerton but that's <laughs> one of the main quotes that you see often from the show is that uh, the main guy makes a comment about because at that time you know marriages were just about like people like they would date for a week and then be like, yep, you, you look like you can have good children. Let me just marry you. And that was the right. extent of it. Um, and so he makes some comment about it's fine, you know, to see a beautiful woman, but to find a best friend in a beautiful woman is an amazing thing. Or oh, something like yeah. That. I, I yeah. think I have seen that clip. I have not seen yeah, Bridgerton, yeah. but I have seen that clip. Yeah. So, and I sent it to James, in fact, and then I was like, oh, you know, heart, heart, heart. And then he, right. was, like, he was like, exactly. And it was just like warm, fuzzy moment, you know. Aww. So, yes, I do not agree with uh, Google's definition. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, understanding that when they're talking about friends, they're probably not talking about spouses and they're not talking about people you're related to. So just people that you right. have in your life that you hang out with, I guess. Yes, yes. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. But in addition to that, uh, there was a couple different sources I think we both checked out. There was the um, Minimalist Podcast. Yes. Um, the one about decluttering your friendship. Yes. Decluttering <laughs> friendships. There is a, uh, well, there was an NPR article, but that linked to a TED Talk. Um, right. Which I think we definitely want to get into. And then I read a Psychology Today article, which is uh, just some high-level bullet points that I could go over. But okay. other than that, so that's kind of what we're talking about today. Right, right. Um, and uh, and I think that, for me, I, there were a couple things that came up as we were talking, or as I was doing this research um, about friendships that I, like, kind of made me feel a little bit... Um, what's so uncomfortable it made me feel uncomfortable uh doing oh. this research because i think i realized some things that maybe i'm doing wrong um and have done wrong that you're doing life. wrong as yeah a friend? well um just in yeah yeah things i've done wrong as a friend and then things that i have 
done wrong um, in reacting to certain situations that have come in my life. So we can talk about that okay. when we okay. get there. But yeah. Um, anyway, so I guess you want to start with like, why don't we start with your psychology today thing with the high bullet okay. points? Uh, yes. Because I did not read that one. Um, okay. So yeah, and then you can, just you can educate me. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, so this it has two main sections I wanted to talk about. And one is what makes a friend worthy of the name? Um, okay. And that okay. is uh, three things. A commitment to your happiness. Um, not asking you to place the friendship before your principles. And okay. a good influence. Okay. Okay. Um, so I liked that because I think, I, I think that's a good general statement because yeah, I think your friends should want you to be happy. Um, right. and they should never ask you to compromise, you know, your, anything, your principles, any of your principles your, or yeah. values. Yeah. And then yes, of course they, they should be a good influence, which that actually, um, ties into the, I have a comment about that in the, um, minimalist podcast which i'll just hop over for a second but then i'll hop right back over okay Uh, okay (laughs) um, because one of the statements from that guy is that a french friendships should enhance your life right and um i don't think i agree with the word enhance because i don't think that you have i I don't i don't think it's right to look at your friendships and be like devin how what are you doing for me Right, you know, right, like, exactly. That's what I get out of the word enhance, right? But yeah. I think a good influence is different because a good influence just means that they're not, you know, asking you to do drugs or, you know, quit your job or, you know, like. <laughs> they're not a bad they're influence. Not, yeah, they're just not a bad influence, right? So they're a good influence. Um, so oh. then the other thing is what draws people together as friends? And that's, this goes into a little bit of the, um, you know, trying to make friends after high school, but. Common interest, which I think makes a lot of sense. Um, history, and that's just, you know, as you experience things with people, then you, of course, grow uh, closer and you have right. that shared experience. Um, common values, mm-hmm, which um, mm-hmm. I agree with. And um, equality, because, yeah, I think absolutely you can't have a friendship where you think you're better than the other person or the other person thinks you're better than them. So, right. Um, yeah, I really agree with all those points. And, um, in fact, when I was kind of thinking of like, oh, I need to, I need to make some new friends up here locally. And, um, like those were the things I was kind of thinking of, like, I'd like somebody that's into sports or athletic. I shouldn't say into sports. Cause I don't care about talking about football or whatever. I want to go like play you want someone baseball. who plays sports. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So, or what someone that wants to go for a run, you know, things like that. Right. So right. I was like, yeah, I want somebody that is athletic, someone that's optimistic and, uh, someone that is ambitious to talk about like career stuff, you know? And so those are right. kind of like, those are the things. And so like, I, I agree that you need common interest. And then of course the values piece, which we talk about a lot on weekly bedtime. time, yes, but it yes. makes sense to have common values. So right. that's kind of just the gist of the psychology today article. Right. And I think we could go ahead and talk for a minute about like how hard it is to make new friends. Right. Because yeah. Um, you know, even outside and, of COVID. <laughs> right. Or exactly. Exactly. Because, and I can't remember where I was listening to, it was something, it was one of the ones, one of the things I was listening to, um, in, in prepping for this, but you know, you're prior to when you're in school, right. And when you're in college, mm-hmm. you're put into these, um, kind of, kind of artificial social situations where you're seeing yeah. the same people every single day, um, mm-hmm. like in class or whatever. And, um, and you are exposed to a lot of different people, um, mm-hmm. because you know, there's a lot of people in your school, you know, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. at college. And so you've got, um, a way or a, a mechanism that's kind of allowing you to make a lot of friends, um, yes. in a way that you don't necessarily have when you, when you become older. And, uh, I mean, cause your workplace, you, you can make friends in your workplace, but you don't have as, you don't have the same, um, amount of people. And a lot of times the people that you're working with aren't necessarily, uh, going to be people that, you know, you would, that you share values with or, that you share interests with or, you know, are on the same wavelength as you. I mean, you may find someone yeah. like that in your workplace, but 
um, I don't know. I feel like it's, I feel like it's kind of harder to do that, at least for me. And maybe that's just cause I'm such a weirdo. Um, <laughs> it's like, I really, I really enjoy the people that I work with, but it is mm-hmm. a very, my relationships with people at work are very different from like my relationships with people, other friends, you know, I, there are certain things I would not bring up with people at work. There are certain things yes. I would not talk about. Um, and like, I would not invite them over to my house to hang out. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's a very different, um, you know, kind of situation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree. And I'm also, I keep work and personal very separate. Like, yeah, I don't mind to, you know, if the team wants to go grab a beer after work or whatever, yeah, like, exactly. that's fine. I'm not going to avoid them, but, um, I am particularly sensitive about, not sharing things, personal right. things with right. my work right. people, because I think, especially in a work environment, it's very easy. One, everybody gossips about everybody. Um, right, right. And two, um, it would be very easy if you are wanting to go up for promotion or, you know, trying to advance or move in different ways at the company, um, anything you say, and it doesn't even have to be a bad thing, you know, but like, um, it can be turned or used against you, you know, like, oh, I went out with Stacy one night and she got drunk. I don't think she's good right. for uh, this position, you know, like, right. it's just stuff like that, you know, just petty stuff. And I, I that's what I always, um, not that I have dark secrets, you know, that I'm trying to keep <laughs> from the world, but I think I would just rather not even let that happen, you know? But, right. And I don't, like, uh, for so me, I obviously, I'm not ambitious, so I'm not necessarily worried about that. Um, but I, you know, I just, sometimes I'll, I'll share stuff. I'll say, yeah, I played Dungeons and Dragons this weekend. And then everybody looks at me like I have three heads <laughs> and I'm right, like, yeah. well, guess we're not going to start a D and D group anytime soon. Okay. <laughs> right, you know? Right. So I think it's just that my interests are so weird. <laughs> like the things that I enjoy doing are just so I'm going to go to burlesque show and I'm going to go yeah. play, do drag and I'm going to, you know, um, that there's just not a whole lot of commonality between like me and a lot of the people at work. And that's mm-hmm. fine. There's nothing wrong with that um, at all. But it's just like, you know, obviously I'm not going to go hang out with these people, you know, after yeah. outside of a work scenario. And and that's fine. Uh, right. As well, like I, you know, again, they're they are perfectly fine, awesome people that I, a lot of whom I really, really care very deeply about. Yeah. But, um, but it's just different for me. It's different. It's like those are my work friends. That's a different yeah. part of my different sphere. category. Yeah, yeah. So outside so of speak- work, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, just one quick thing. Speaking of like oversharing at work, uh, <laughs> this has been back when we were in the office. You just reminded me of this story, but like. So I'm, I'm in a cubicle and I have someone on the right and on the left. And the person to the left of me was talking about going to some like Russian bathhouse, which I didn't realize was a thing, but it's like uh. one of those things where you, <laughs> yeah, like you, there's, is, there's like, there's, is that, there's, is that as salacious as it sounds? <laughs> I think so. Like, yeah, okay. you like lay around naked and there's, um, little dipping pools that you get into and you're just kind of walking around naked and you know like it's an okay it's an all guy thing and so the and then the person on my right is very extremely uh conservative she right. was so she was so conservative to the fact that she was <laughs> upset that i was even just watching the tv show lucifer just because i was watching it <laughs> She got upset, right? So the person on my left starts sharing this bath or this story about how they went to the Russian bathhouse over the weekend. I thought she was going to lose it. And, you know, she was like, (laughs) somehow it came up like, what what were you wearing or whatever? And and the Russian bathhouses, they wear these little wool caps because on their head, because I guess somehow it keeps you from overheating because it's it's a spa, you know, so it's like always hot and stuff. And so they wear these little wool caps. And he's like, yeah, just. Had my little wool cap on. <laughs> you know, she's like, and? and he's like, that's it. You know, and it was just the funniest thing in the world to that's listen hilarious. to. That's hilarious. I was so thankful that it was not me, you know, <laughs> dealing with that situation. But yeah, so there's a perfect. Uh, that's funny. Example of uh, people just not having the same interest. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. Anyway, okay, sorry, continue. No, that's okay. Uh, I was just going to dovetail from that and talk about the fact that, you know, outside of work, you know, there, there's not really a structure in place where you can see people every day. No. Um, and, like, really form friendships. And it's, it's like, it's hard to put that in place. Um, for me, I do have my church, which, uh, yeah. which has helped, especially, it's funny, I feel like I've made more friendships at church since the pandemic because there's so much stuff that's been, um, um, (laughs) you know, like, um, uh, online. So it's in smaller groups where you interact with like the same people because the same people are actually wanting to share online. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and so that's been that's been a place where I found some some new friends recently. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, if you're not a church person, you know, um, and you don't have that, like, where where do you go? What do you do? How yeah. do you find? So it's like, um, you know, it's hard. And church works because whatever you know, if you're going to a church, chances are you're going there because you have values that align with right, that particular yes. church. Could and you the, pick it for that right, reason? Right, exactly. And the other people who are going there have the same values because they've picked the same church. And so that yes. helps with the value thing that we were talking about, like making sure that you find people who have um, the same values. And for me, like, mm-hmm. you know, having liberal-minded people who uh, believe in justice and, you know, like all this stuff is, Mm -hmm. that's all very helpful. And people who are very open-minded towards uh, um, LGBTQ people, like all of that is part of my, like my need, right? (laughs) As far as, uh, as friendships are concerned. And so, um, so that, that works for me, but it's not going to work for everybody else. That's not an option for, um, you know, hardcore atheists that hate church, <laughs> for example. <laughs> right. I mean, right? to be fair, there have been some people who are hardcore atheists who have found a home at our church, but my church is weird. Yeah, actually, someone I used to work with started going there, and he is a hardcore yeah. atheist. So uh, I don't know if he still goes, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised that he was. To, I don't. I don't even remember why he started going, and maybe it was when he because he got divorced and he was looking for. That's um, right. I remember this. Yeah. yeah. So he, maybe he was going there for a sense of like trying to meet people and community and stuff like that. But, right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, he liked it. And I was like, wow, that, I mean, that's impressive if you can, if you can impress that guy. Yep. <laughs> so, the moral <laughs> of the story is everybody should go to a UU church. No, yes, I'm exactly. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but anyway, but it's hard. It's hard to find um, places where you can meet people who have the same interests, values, et cetera. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think that's kind of what older people used to do. Well, not, sorry, not older at the time, but I think older generations is what I should have said. Okay. Older generations would do with um, country clubs. That was why you would join Mm. some sort of country club. And there are kind of younger social clubs starting up james and i was actually starting to try to look at some here uh before right before the pandemic hit which obviously uh we just stopped when that happened (laughs) right yeah um we kind of thought about doing something like that and that may be and we're assuming i mean i don't know exactly what they do but we assume that they would have game nights or they would have they would have social club uh events that then you you know would put you together with people to you know, so you'd get to know them a little better. Right, right. So that's an option, but that's really the only thing I can think of other than, you know, I was trying to join a softball team around here, but I haven't figured out how to find them yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 I mean, that's, and I would say that's probably a good suggestion for people who are looking for friends is to find those types of um, organizations that that focus on that sort of, you know, coming together um, or find an organization that's based on your interests and follow that as well. If you know, and, and that is probably a place where you will find um, people that you jive with that you could become friends with. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm interested to see uh, if you end up joining some of these social clubs, what, what happens? (laughs) You'll have to report back. We'll have to do a follow-up episode. Okay, yes, yes. It'll take me a while to research them, but yes. Right, right. Uh, I will do that. 
So, yeah, go ahead. You want to jump to the podcast? The Minimalist yeah. podcast? Yeah, we okay. can talk about, you know, so we talked a little bit about, like, what friendship is and how to make new friends and why it's so hard to do. Um, but what about the friendships that we already have? <laughs> yes, like, yes. Um, you know, you collect, if you're like me, you collect people. Um <laughs> Over the years, and uh, you know, after a while, you've got a pretty big collection of people, um, yeah. and so that may not be a bad thing. Um, but go ahead. Oh, you know, it's <laughs> funny. I because I was thinking because you were saying you collected over the years and stuff like that. So I was just reflecting on my friends group. And funny enough, as much as I change things. Um, I'm very, I have very stable friendships. So my friendships are in two circles. One is friends that I met in either middle school. There's a couple left over from middle school or high school. So they're middle school or high school. And I have remained friends even after graduation. So I have remained friends with these people. Or there's this other subgroup of people that just happened to float in with, um, you know, when Twitter, which is obviously where I met right. you and Thomas and Patrick and Lisa and, and Chris and Kaylee and, you know, the second group. But that that was a group kind of already. And right. So like, it was a group these, that all formed at the same time in this really kind of strange sort of way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I didn't even get a new group when I married James because we actually had the same friends, which I don't know if we've talked about that on this podcast. But I don't think so. Um, yeah, he went to middle school with the people that got transferred to my high school. So when we started dating in college, uh, he was like, yeah, I want you to come meet my friends. Or actually, I think I said I want I asked him to come meet my friends. And he walks in and they're all like, Jimmy. And I'm like, seriously? Like they already <laughs> knew him. Like it was like, yeah, it was no big thing. So, um, right. yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I've kind of. That's, that's kind of interesting because I, as we've talked about, I get bored and I change things very often, uh, but not my friends. My friends, right, right. I hang on to them, apparently. Absolutely. It's middle school. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I do the same thing. I, I moved around so much as a kid that I didn't get to hold on to people from middle school um, yeah. or elementary school because, I mean, we would move like every year. And But finally, when I was in high school, we, we, uh, we stopped moving. Um, mm-hmm. and so I did start collecting friends. So I've got a few people that I was friends with in high school. Um, but m- more importantly, I have people who I, who actually went to high school with me. Um, but more importantly, I like, I went to governor's school for a summer and I like made all of these friends and that, um, in that particular place. And then through those friends, I made other friends. And so there's like this whole like high school group <laughs> of people, um, that I became friends with because of going to governor's school, either yeah. directly or indirectly. Um, and so I've held on to many of them. Um, and then I had, you know, college, uh, early college, whenever I was going to, I was living in the dorm, um, and I was in the honors program, uh, mm-hmm. at MTSU when I first started out before I got knocked up and everything changed. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Whoops. when I first started, I was in the honors program and, um, and I lived in the honors dorm. And so it was, you know, um, uh, people who it was, uh, both, it wasn't a co-ed dorm. Like the, the dorms were separate. Mm-hmm. They worked together, uh, linked by a common lobby, but there, the okay, wings yeah. were uh, were different genders, um, yes. And so, but we would all hang out on the patio or in the lobby and watch things, and we all took classes together. So, like, I became friends with a lot of people uh, in that area because, mm-hmm. like, we were literally doing all the same stuff in the same place, and a lot of us had the same interests. So, you know. Um, yeah. Made lots of friends during that, um, and uh, and then the Twitter. Like I was like, it feels like that was all I had for years and years and years. Um, and then whenever the Twitter group happened, like <laughs> it was, um, it was a, uh, a a new a new world for me, you know. Yeah, uh, and that was probably the last time that I had like a big 
um, influx of people. Um, I started to make friends, and I've made a few friends from the burlesque drag community, um, but that's still kind of like a work in progress. Like, I only have a couple of friends from that. Yeah. Um, but I, but I hang on to them. Like once, once you're in, like you have to, and this will come up when we start talking about letting friendships go. Um, Mm -hmm. like, uh, I don't, I don't want to let anybody go ever. Um, and my brother is the same way. And so I don't know if it's because like our, our early lives were so tumultuous that we're like, we just want to like cling to everybody that we yeah. <laughs> that we love, um, but that was one of the things, and that brings up the first thing in the minimalist podcast that I want to talk about, which is that they were talking about the fact that if you go through and intentionally declutter your friendships, it's it's not an unloving thing, which that yeah. really struck me as a okay because you know you always think if you're um, going through and you're like okay well this I'm going to make a decision to not spend as much time on this particular relationship anymore. Like Mm -hmm. it feels almost like you're, I don't know, punishing somebody or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, but that's not the case. Like the idea is not that you're, that you're doing that. You're just like, okay, here's my priorities. This is how much time I have. I want to make sure that I am, you know, prioritizing my friendships and, you know, as my priorities shift, these friendships are going to shift. Um, and so it really is a way of making sure that the people in your life are getting the best of you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, and also the other thing that I liked about it was they were talking about so much of what you have when you're talking about friendships are your own internal expectations. Like ah. you might think that in order to be a good friend, you've got to see them, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's perfectly fine if you don't see people all the time. (laughs) Yes. Uh, and so that was like a, a good thing too, for me to hear. It was like, you know, it's all right if I don't, I mean, honestly, we've gone a whole year and changed, not seeing, I'm not seeing a lot of people, um, in my life at all. And so, you know, but Mm -hmm. we're still friends. So yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. So they also talked a lot, and you can hop in here whenever, whenever you want. They talked a lot about like um, social media friends versus real life friends, and like yeah. the difference between that. Um, and uh, I thought that was really interesting as well. Uh, I feel very connected to friends that I have in social media. I think mostly because I have. Almost everyone is someone who I've met in real life. Not everyone. Like some of some mm-hmm. of my social media friends are people that I've never met in real life, but I really, really like them, and we've create we've like formed a relationship online. Yeah. Um, but most of the people are people that I have at some point crossed paths with, um, mm-hmm. and but a lot of the people who are my social media friends are people that I mostly only interact with on social media. So. They truly are yeah. social media friends because that's where the friendships live. Um, but there is a kind of a, you know, like a overlap, I guess, between real life and social media for me. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, but I thought that was interesting. Um, I think I've met all my social media friends because I remember at first or no, not at first in general, I'm very particular about not accepting a friendship unless I know the person. Now, Mm -hmm. it could literally be I went to dinner with a friend and they just happened to bring this other person. And then, so I kind of was like, oh, hi. And then, you know, then we became friends on Facebook. So it doesn't mean that we are friends per se, but I, it's like you said, somehow have crossed paths with them at some point. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I think most of them are like that. But the problem is a lot of them are people that like, you know, like I went to high school with and it was like, yeah, I know your name, but I don't, I'm not your friend. You know, like I don't care right. anything about you, but we're friends on Facebook because you just connected with everybody that you quote unquote know, you know? So, right. Um, but that was one of the interesting things. I'm not, and I think this came from the podcast, but I, I wrote the note here, but I didn't put a notation, but 
it says, yeah, social media blurs friends in our mind because you know about these people. So you get these updates and you know about their lives, but you don't actually share an actual connection with them. And so that kind of creates this blurry area in your mind. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that I have, I wrote down the two comments that they said specifically about friendships. And one was the one guy named Joshua was, uh, that's the one that said, um, a healthy relationship is one that enhances your life without trying to change their person. But that's right. the one where, you know, I don't necessarily agree with the phrase enhances your life. I think it should be, is a good influence on your life without trying to change the other person. Right. Um, and then the other guy, which I thought I wrote down his name, but I did not, um, I feel like Ooh. it's An- Andrew or something. It's Joshua on. and somebody. Okay. I'm You'll, looking at Joshua that. and Ryan. 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 Yes. Okay. Um, he says, uh, oh, wait. No, I didn't write down that. The I did write down a quote from the podcast, and it was, you can't change the friends around you, but you can change the friends around you. So, okay. Right. So let, me, <laughs> <laughs> let me reread that with the emphasis. You can't right. change the friends around you, but you can change the friends around you. Meaning, you shouldn't right. try to change your friends as their character. Right. But you can change, you can replace the people that hang around you. Right. Um, so, I don't think I try to change my friends. In fact, I mean, my general opinion in life is, uh, does it affect me? No? Okay, cool. I don't care. You know, like, <laughs> so... I'm not trying to change other people because it doesn't affect me. So right. why would I try to make you do anything that you do or don't want to do? Um, so I don't think that's me. But I, I loved that phrase, just the play on words. Uh, right. I, I love that. Uh, the other thing they said was that uh, they, in their opinion, relationships should be 80-20, but they should be back and forth at all times. So Yeah, I did like I that too. 80, yeah, and sometimes you give 80, stuff like that. So I right. like that. Yeah. I think that that makes sense. That's the same yeah. for uh, marriage, too, I think. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. That's the way I it works. So. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So that was all I had on that. So the next thing I have is the TED Talk, but I don't know if you're ready to jump in or if you had anything else on that. Um, yeah. I, I, the only other thing, I was going to talk a little bit about um, the uh, how to respond when friendships uh, change, the oh, right. life yeah. kit thing. Um, so I have a couple notes from that. Oh, and I must have missed that one. I read the NPR one, but I must have missed the Life Kit link. Oops, yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It was like it was like a it was embedded in that. So I think the oh, okay. Yeah, it was the um, the actual text was like an overview of what was what was being said in the Life okay. Kit episode. So I don't think you okay. missed much. Um, okay, but yeah, so they were talking about the important. Um, the importance of boundaries, you know, and making sure that you mm-hmm. have good boundaries yes. set up. Um, All about boundaries. Yeah. And uh, which, you know, this is something that I have historically struggled with. So I was like, <laughs> yes. Um, and then the other thing, and this is kind of what I wanted to talk about. They were, you know, they're, they're basically talking about the fact that sometimes, you know, you got to let people go or mm-hmm. um, people make or you're in a situation and you they were talking about like if you need to basically confront somebody because they're not meeting your needs as a friend and then, right. yes, um, you know, how to do that, how to have that kind of formal conversation that's really hard to do, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Voicing um, your needs, I think, is what they how they phrased it, or voicing right. your expectations, or something like that. You have right. to be comfortable voicing your needs. That's what they exactly, said. exactly. Yeah. And I was just realizing that, especially after college, before I met my Twitter peeps, um, mm-hmm. I really struggled with letting people go in my circle, um, and I had, I don't think in that period of my life, I had, I had a couple of friends who I was really close to, um, in Knoxville. They were people who I had met through governor school or, you know, indirectly through governor school. Mm -hmm. Um, and we all lived in the Knoxville area when I moved, when I first moved to Knoxville. And so I spent a lot of time, um, with these women and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then everybody, well, one first withdrew from 
the group and yeah. uh, was like, this is what I have to do for me. And I so struggled with it because I was just like, why? Why can't you still be friends with us? But for whatever reason, yeah. um, you know, it it was not meeting her needs. She didn't feel like it was a healthy place for her to be in our mm-hmm. group. Um, and like, I needed to accept that and let her go. But I was mm-hmm. like, so against letting her go and I was so upset that she left and then my other two friends physically left like they physically went to different parts of the United States and I felt so betrayed (laughs) I mean like and it's stupid because like they had to do the things that they needed to do to continue their lives right like They had dreams and aspirations and things that were taking them away from Knoxville because, I mean, newsflash, there's not a whole lot in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, I mean, you know, I didn't, like, tell them to not go or whatever, but I felt really hurt by it. Um, And I had to, like, deal with that. And then um, afterwards, it was really hard because... um, our lives changed so much being separate from each other, right? Right, and, yeah. Um, and it was just hard to stay in touch and to do the things that you needed to do. And I ended up hurting at least one of my friends really badly by not staying more in touch and being more present for her. And so, mm-hmm. you know, she basically told me that and was like, you know, trying to break up with me. And I was like, no, you can't do, you know, like I fought her so hard. She was just trying to end our friendship. And I, I was like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh, this ain't happening. And of course, obviously our friendship ended, but I have been sitting here for a decade, like being really angry at her for having ended a friendship and that was so wrong of me. Um, yeah. Because, like, she had every right. She had every, every right to mm-hmm. be like, this This friendship is no longer serving me and I need to leave. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there is no reason for me to have, you know, made that h- harder for her than it already was. Because it's not right. like you know, <laughs> newsflash, I surround myself with people who are a lot like me, uh, who don't like confrontation and, uh, uh <laughs> you yeah. know, so, um, you know, it, it wasn't easy for her to bring that to me and I really did not make it easy for her to exit. <sighs> so anyway, all that to say is that I feel like I learned some lessons from yeah. that podcast that, you know, kind of thinking about things like, yeah, you know, the important, not so much like, oh, they're relationships I need to get rid of in my life because I think I've, I think that most of the relationships that I spend time on in my life are very enhancing uh, mm-hmm. at this point. But thinking the opposite, are there people in my life who maybe don't get what they need from me? And if for whatever reason they bring it to my attention and say, hey, we need to go, like maybe I'm being toxic if I'm trying to hold on to them too tightly. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, so that was a lesson I learned. (laughs) Okay, so two things here. Yeah. One, um, I find that surprising because I feel like out of everyone I know, you're the most nurturing person when it comes to friendships. Like, you're kind of the one that constantly keeps everyone engaged. So (laughs) I find that very interesting that there would be a friendship that you aren't somehow delivering on your end. Um, I don't know, you know, I'm not saying you have to go into specifics or whatever, but um, so I, I just think that's interesting. So I, to me, I, I'm like, I don't understand. How could you not be giving, you know, because that's what that's what you do. You're the nurturing one. <laughs> um, and then, I've also changed a lot, like, you know, prior okay. to being part of our group, like, I started hanging out with all you guys about the time I started going through therapy. So I was not, okay. Okay. Uh, you know, I was not always yeah. such a great person to be around. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and then second, I find this um, concept of letting friends go or breaking up with friends, basically, was what the article was saying. Right. Yeah. Um, breaking up with friends. Very interesting because I have, I've never thought of a friendship 
that way. Like, to me, yeah, um, friendships just, they either naturally work or they naturally don't. So, right. like, there's definitely been people that I've wanted to be friends with, and I'll invite them to things, and they just don't come. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Well, you know, they just don't show up to two or three things. So then I'm like, okay, well, they don't want to be friends with me, whatever. And then I go on about my day, you know? And then right, right. On, the, on the other end, like, typically, um, you know, if people... I guess if there's something that I don't want to go to, I just don't go. You know, like, I, I don't know. This is so... Like, when I read that, because it's one of the steps about... They... I think they said... Um, they, their, their opinion was that you owe it to people that you want to kind of distance yourself from, to break, to, right. to approach them and break up with them. Right. Um, and I yeah, was like, that, that feels very huh? uncomfortable to me. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm like, what? I was like, that doesn't, like, what? I don't, this is, this doesn't compute in my brain that right. there is something to end. It's just either you have people you hang out with or people that you don't and, I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't even express it right. because I can't, well, it doesn't make sense to me. Maybe it's just because you don't have, have that kind of, like if it was somebody who, um, you were really good friends with and, um, and then maybe life changed. Right. And then, mm-hmm. um, every single time you were hanging out with them, um, you know, it was like, they were always asking you for something, you know, or they mm-hmm. were always, um, wanting you to do something for them and they were not actually delivering, you know, they were, they were taking and they were never giving. It was always 80, 20 with you being 80 and them being 20. Like that would be a situation. Right. Like that would be a situation where you'd want to like probably distance yourself formally and be like, okay, this isn't working out for me. Um, so, you know, hopefully that just means you don't have anything like that in your life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, true. I definitely don't now, but I think uh, probably in the past, I would have just, like, stopped answering their calls. Right? <laughs> that's exactly what like, I would have done. That's the bad side. Yeah. Right, that's the, exactly. That's the bad side. But whatever, exactly. if they're toxic, why you gotta be nice to them? <laughs> <laughs> well, just because a relationship is toxic doesn't mean that a person's a bad person. <laughs> to be fair. What? Whatever. <laughs> I exactly think that's what that means. No, no. Sometimes people just don't know how to have a relationship where they're, oh. you know, they got a problem. <laughs> you can't well, just, yeah. just be like, oh, well, you're a terrible person. You don't have to have them in your life. You don't have to deal with their shit. But, like, it doesn't yeah. mean that they're a bad person just because they can't uh, be a good friend. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah. It just means that they're a bad friend. <laughs> Not a bad right. person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. We may need to come back to this one later. <laughs> may need to make to work through some examples okay okay because <laughs> right now that. i'm like no yeah they're no, all they're just a bad person no. yeah <laughs> so i know that we're right now we're getting kind of long but i really want to get to the ted talk because i know that yes, that me was too. like really yeah the front frentimacy the yes. three requirements of um what was that of all healthy friendships by yes shasta nelson yeah which is really funny because there's a soda that's called shasta so every yeah. time she was like shasta i'm like is this diet Shasta or like regular Shasta? Or, you know, like I couldn't get it out of my head. But yeah, anyway. She is a founder uh, and CEO of girlfriendcircles.com. Okay. Just okay. so so you know. She seems very, very happy. Yeah, I, I did not love her pre- presentation style, actually. I felt like it was very, um, very kind of staged or fake. But I feel like... I feel like once you've seen enough of these motivational speakers, like they, they all have this same right or like this, not script, I shouldn't say, but this same um, outline for their things, yeah. you know, like yeah. she started with a personal story and then she goes into these things and then she builds on these things and then she finishes up her story, you know, and it was just yeah. like, yeah. So I have, I don't, I didn't, I don't mean that in a negative way. I don't have anything against her, but as I was watching it, I was just like, all right, these motivational speakers, they all follow the same formula, you know? Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so I guess motivational speakers are just old news at this point to me. <laughs> I'm getting bored with them. This is the way my personality works. <laughs> they're uh, obviously all terrible people. <laughs> no, I didn't mean they're terrible people. They're not toxic. They're just boring. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, yes, but 
I did, even though <laughs> I, I saw the formulaic uh, thing of her presentation, I still enjoyed her message. And I really, really, I think for the first time understood, she made me kind of understand what could be wrong with a lot of my friendships. Okay. Um, because she talked about a triangle. She says every friendship is an equilateral triangle uh-huh. that consists of positivity. And that's on the bottom. Uh-huh. I think the, that was on the bottom, right? Yeah. So positivity, consistency, and verna- vulnerability. And she right. said that you, um, the positivity is, she says, no, it doesn't mean that you can't sometimes be negative or lean on, you know, cry on someone's shoulder or something like that. But for every one negative situation, there needs to be five positive deposits. So it was like a five to one ratio. Right. Um, and that is something that definitely, I don't mind if someone has a bad day, but I don't want every time that I hang out with somebody for them to be negative because right. it wears on me and I get, I feel like and I haven't explored it a whole lot and I'm not saying I'm a super empath, but I know that if someone is upset, then I get upset and I can feel off their, you know, feed off their energy. And so to constantly be in that negative situation is just causing me to constantly be upset. And I'm a fixer. So if I can't fix it, then that's just even worse because now I'm upset and can't fix it. And that's so every time I, I develop a negative association with that person. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so that right there, I was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. And I also like, I interpreted that piece a bit too, as like, um, it's not even so much if the person is negative as much as if your interaction with them is positive or negative. Yeah. Because like, yeah. sometimes, you know, I can have a good old bitch session with, you know, a few friends and just like feel really good after, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. If yes. we're all just like, <laughs> like, frustrated about the same thing and we're all fired up you could just be like like there's something to be said about that and that i don't even know if that would necessarily be negative as much as that's just because how you feel after it is not oh my god you know (laughs) it's like we're all on the same page and we're clicking and we're all frustrated about solidarity Right, exactly, exactly. You get that feeling of solidarity, right? So yeah, um, I feel like uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be like super positive people. It's just right. that your yeah. interactions with them have to be positive more than negative, which makes sense. Yes, yes, yeah. So got to make you feel good. Right, yes. And then um, she said, you know, kind of once you establish, which I don't understand how positivity is the basis, but she said like once you establish that, then you can start working on the consistency. And maybe that's the, if they just make you feel good, basically. Like if someone right. makes you feel good being around them, then you can work on the other two sides of the triangle, which are consistency and vulnerability. And consistency, this was interesting. because I think this is what you were talking about earlier with the being put in the social situations. She said right. that a lot of times you get part like kind of like superficial friendships at school or work because those are consistent environments. Right. Um, yes. And so you That's probably where high consi- <laughs> Yeah. So you develop a high consistency which consistency makes people feel safe because you right. learn to predict how people will react and how uh, and it builds trust between you. Right. Um, because you can, yeah. I remember I had this boss once that people, it was a game that people, w- I learned to read them so well that people would come to me and be like, okay, I'm going to take this situation to the boss. What do you think they'll say? And I'd be like, okay, they're going to say <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then nice. we would walk in there and sure enough, they would say exactly what I said. And I was just <laughs> yes, you know, and right there, that is prime consistency, right? Right. I knew right. exactly how that person was going to react to situations. Right. Um, yeah, so then, you know, like, yeah, consistency, I'm thinking about, like, you know, our almost weekly game sessions and, right. you know, weekly yeah. buddy time is another great yeah. way that you and I always have consistency to be able to have, like, this one time that we know a week that we're going to connect and chat and, you know, yes. catch up. Like, you know, there's yeah. consistency is, I think, very important um, to, to friendships and making sure that you have that. And I feel like that was what was lacking in my mm-hmm. past friendships, um, especially when people left and moved away, like they're, you know, yeah. it was like prior to living online, you know, really, because it was like mm-hmm. the, you know, early or late 2000, 
in, you know, it was like around 2010-ish. Um, you know, like that's, uh, it was prior to like being on Discord and having video chats yeah. and like all the things that we've learned how to do, especially this last year. Um, and so there was just never any consistency built there. So I think that yeah. that is one of the ways that your friendships can fall apart. So make sure that you're being yeah. consistent. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then the other side was the vulnerability. And I, at first I was like, oh, I don't know. Cause I, as I mentioned, I'm pretty, um, guarded about who I share things with. And I'm right. like, man, yes. if that's the case, I'm never going to have any friends. <laughs> you know? Um, but she kind of mentioned that, um, vulnerability isn't just sharing your secrets or, you know, kind of confiding in people. It's also feeling comfortable enough to share your dreams or your aspirations and also being comfortable bragging around them. So, you know, if you're like, man, I really did a good job. Hey, uh, you know, Devin, I really did this great job on this presentation today. Um, you know, <laughs> so, um, you feeling comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, you know, uh, share, bragging in front of them, sharing your dreams, aspirations. And then also, if you feel comfortable sharing, uh, you know, being vulnerable as far as emotionally and stuff like that. So, right. um, yeah, building those things, which obviously I think that's the pillar that I struggle with the most out of all of them. Um, right. Yeah, but yeah, so I, after watching this, I remember I texted you and I was just like, Devin, I feel so seen after uh, <laughs> yes, watching this because I was like, yes. this this is it. This is, this explains so much about me, <laughs> uh, so, about friendships and everything else. So yeah. Right. Thanks for sharing because you, you found that one. So thanks for sharing. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, I did want to bring up uh, the thing that she had said, her term is frentim- frentimacy. Yes, um, friend intimacy. Yeah. And uh, her definition for that is that both people in the relationship feel seen in a safe and satisfying way. And yes. I really did like um, I really did like that as a definition. I think that that is a better definition than the Google definition. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100. <laughs> <laughs> it's a relationship between two people where you both feel seen in a safe and satisfying way. I feel like that yes. is that is a good one. Um, and uh, the other thing that she kept talking about in her TED Talk, too, was how important it is, how important friendship is to, yes. like, your overall health and well-being. Um, because yeah, and I questioned these stats. I thought, man, she's really being dramatic. I mean, I'm not saying they're not true, but I was like, wow, if this is true, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I have, I have seen other people make those same, um, I can't remember what it was. I saw another presentation from somebody who was talking about like how connection and connecting with other people is like the most important thing. And it, it like, it was the same way, um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, basically I can't remember what the stats were because I didn't write them down exactly, but basically like you're much more likely to die young and have health problems, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. if you don't have good friendships and good connections with other people and good relationships yes. and good supports in place. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, and I've seen that in other places. So I do think that that is legitimately as, as, um, uh, dramatic as it was <laughs> in the, yeah, in the yeah. TED talk. Okay. So yeah, it's important to be supported. Um, and I can definitely feel that in my own life like times where I have felt really lonely or Mm -hmm. didn't feel like I had a lot of people there for me um Mm -hmm. have been like the the worst time like you know those that has crushed my well-being more than like anything else and if I have Mm -hmm. you know a strong support group then I feel feel much better (laughs) yeah that's been the hardest part about moving away because and I still obviously still connect with my friends virtually, but right. you know, we used to coordinate a monthly. So James and I are both like highly active in social situation, social circles. Right. And we would coordinate a monthly game night. We yes. would, you I know, miss our I monthly would, game nights. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and like, 
I always had, uh, a, you know, always went running with my running buddy, Matt, and like, mm -hmm. and you and I would always have something scheduled. And, you know, there was all this in-person interaction um, that would take place. And up here, you know, there's none of that because I, right. because again, to our conversation earlier, I don't know how to make friends now. <laughs> and so it's like, I don't know how to make friends. So I never get to see anybody in person. And then we haven't been in the office in a year and a half, you know? And so it's like, right. I don't even get at least the office friendship uh, interaction. So yeah, that's been pretty rough um, this past year and a half, I would say. But yeah, yeah. So I kind of try to make some friends and I just want like, just want to have some people over for dinner and drinks and hang out like that would just yeah. be so nice absolutely absolutely 100 percent. and i feel like that yeah. is a good goal to have and i think that um you know even if you're even if you feel really good with your current um you know friends group or whatever it mm -hmm. always is good to put yourself in situations where you can connect with people who may share the same interests as you because you know you i mean i guess it is possible that you could have too many friends but um <laughs> chances are you know yeah. more more connections and more support and more people who are awesome to to have in your life is better than less um yes yes and so you know making sure that you are putting yourself in a situation where you're open to that happening i think is 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 good for everybody um yeah I no. think the consistency starts to suffer if you get too many is probably that you can't is, keep up yeah. with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I I may I may have had some experience with that at some point <laughs> yeah. in my life. Yeah. Um Yeah. But you know, outside of that, uh I think that it's good to have I mean, at least having consistent uh, consistent things that happen in your life that allow you to either um fortify existing friendships or and or build new ones i guess yes be yeah my, my uh whatever my yes my final my final advice <laughs> <laughs> go out go out and make friends <laughs> <laughs> that's right awesome all right well i am glad that you are my friend i am glad that um we have a very i always feel very positive after we've had an interaction. Um, yes. I am very glad that we have a consistency where we <laughs> meet once a week and chat. Yep. Yes. And, uh, you know, and I'm always very vulnerable with you. I, you're yes. somebody I feel like I can always open up to. So, um, well, good. So there you go. There's our triangle. Yes. Ding. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I echo that. And I am also very, uh, grateful for your friendship, Devin. So. Oh, yay. Yes. Yes. I'm grateful that you see me and that you are still my friend. So <laughs> wait, hold on. Um, I, I feel seen <laughs> yes, by yes. you in a safe and satisfying way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. My words. Exactly. My thoughts. Sorry. My thoughts. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I will chat with you next week then. Yes. My friend. Sounds good. Yes, very consistently. <laughs> very consistently. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho